Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Here for the Right Reasons, Us Weekly's Bachelor podcast. I am your host, Sarah Heron, and we are mixing it up this week for the first time this season. We have a Bravo celebrity here to help me break down Tisha's journey. If you don't know her from Summer House or Bravo's chat room, you may know her from her podcast, Burning in Hell, or Giggly Squad, or just her Instagram. Hi, Hannah Burner. Hi, Sarah. If you guys don't know, Sarah is my official pop culture correspondent whenever I would go on Instagram lives during quarantine and just say anything I wanted. And she was like, girl, you have to say allegedly sometimes. So it became this joke between us. And now we talk shit on podcasts instead of just Instagram lives. <laughs> so exciting for everyone listening. Shout out to the Gigglers. I'm sure I'm sure you're here. Yes. Now you sell merch that says allegedly on it. I should probably be getting, you know, some, some money for that. I'm just okay. No, I mean, I need to send you at least a couple. Um, our first alleged, yeah, alleged. I have the OG um, merch. I need oh, yeah, the new merch. The OG. Yeah, yeah. We did merch on our own at first. It was kind of a shit show, but we were trying to be independent entrepreneurs like Kim. But we didn't have a Chris, and now we have more of a team. It's more organized, but. Anyway, chase your dreams. More Ch- Chase your dreams. And now we're going to talk shit specifically about Bachelor people. And then, yeah. you know, I'm sure we'll get into Summer House because the trailer broke the internet. Oh, my God. It's so funny because I'm living my own world where I'm just like watching it. Like, please don't do anything too bad. OK, I survived. And then you don't know how people are really reacting because you're so in your own head. Were you like ready for the trailer to finally come out? Because I feel like people have been waiting. I was beyond ready. And you also the trailer gives you like the energy of what the season will be you know how, like some trailers are more frenetic or some are more scary or some are more sad and um what energy did you get from the trailer chaotic chaotic, <laughs> chaotic. <laughs> the Lindsay and luke thing shook me to my core i mean when you stick 10 personalities in a house for six to seven weeks like that's not meant to happen. It's not natural by any means. Also during a pandemic where we're all already dealing with our own stuff. So I'm very excited for this season. I'm so excited. And also I saw this on Instagram. Why does it say 10 friends, but there's nine of you? Okay. I want to, I want to explain that it's because Lindsay's boyfriend, Steven was there. Okay. That's what I thought. Yeah. And I did the math in my head when you guys were filming and I figured out that that was the 10 people, but I didn't, yeah. we didn't run like, it. I'm not like blowing his spot up. Like he was in the trailer. He was the 10th yeah. in the trailer. So if for anyone who was getting confused about that, that is what happened. Right. And I mean, it wouldn't be shocking if maybe he doesn't stay the whole summer since she's sleeping with someone else. But that's just <laughs> me saying that. No one else. 
Allegedly. Allegedly. Um, I also realize now that if I don't cry at the end of a trailer, it wasn't a full complete season. And it's funny because I n- literally don't cry all year. I just save it like for when I'm with my the six weeks in those six weeks. And I'm like, let's let out all the emotion that I've been holding in. I will say before we get into The Bachelorette, when you're filming the show, like, is there anything in your head that's like, oh, this is either going to like, this is going to be the line that everyone latches onto like this so far it's been the iris what did you say in the trailer i said i'm getting attacked by a little blonde left percon why am i getting attacked by <laughs> like when you said that did you have any idea that that's going to be the thing that's going to be on shirts <laughs> no but i knew that when i said it it like it felt nice because you know when you're crying and you just like i i know when i cry sometimes i'll say funny stuff because like you're trying to find laughter in it but i like i was just so upset at that point that i was just saying ridiculous stuff but it's nice to know i have a sense of humor when i'm sad um, but it's that, funny you're so right because last trailer Lindsay said don't get me activated and it like was the line of the summer and before that it was summer should be fun mm-hmm. so we always go in and we joke we go I wonder what the line's gonna be but you can't live a summer just like trying to say one-off lines well that's what so, happens I think with housewives sometimes is they try to get a catchphrase like now because it's a thing like when Jordan yeah. Medley, Medley said not well bitch like it was a cultural reset but like yeah. when she's like randomly walking around yelling stuff it's like okay you're saying that to try to make it like on a mug you know what I mean like you can and you could tell it. when they're like repeating it too they're like this better make it and it's like you it has to come from the heart and cut cut or whatever it has to yeah. be even bravo bravo fucking bravo she didn't even want that on air yeah that wasn't that's supposed to be of, in the show that's the kind of stuff that makes history it really does and i'm sure summer house will come up again because i have questions for you about reality tv in general as we get into this hometown stuff and i you're really an expert to be here because if you guys don't know hannah is someone who's you know basically had sex on television and her parents have watched so she's an expert in parents and reality tv correct <laughs> so, but i thought she'd be like she's worked for betches like she used to write dudes to marketing it's like no she's gotten eaten out on tv um yeah there's nothing i'm scared to do anymore i have no fear no fear okay so on this week of the bachelorette of course it aired two nights which was you know abc trying to kill us and <laughs> we said goodbye to bennett for good thank god we lost we lost noah we lost blake moines who you're actually going to hear from at the end of this episode i caught up with him recently oh, cool. i'm going to tag that on at the end and we lost riley to bring an anticlimactic tell-all and then we got the hometowns now overall the hometowns were a little rough around the edges because they're stuck in palm springs and first of all, you don't always watch The Bachelor, right? Like you're kind of new to The Bachelor Nation world. Well, I actually got into The Bachelor in college around like 2010. Okay. Not to age myself, but I am a wise woman. <laughs> yeah, by the way, we're enemies because you went to Wisconsin and I went to Ohio State. Oh, Jesus. I was hoping you were going to say Michigan at least or like Michigan State. But Ohio State, we have bad blood, but I'm going to have to compartmentalize that for now um we'll deal with that later like ohio state but anyway so <laughs> i like would yell like grown-ass ohio state fans drunk who would come to wisconsin because they're the same colors and i'd just be like Fuck ohio state! <laughs> but you can yell at grown men when it's about sports and it's accepted absolutely um, so yeah the hometown oh yeah the hometown dates were so sketchy because <laughs> I mean, everything's been sketchy this season. Yeah. Everything's been shysty. Everything's been weird. I've also been to La Quinta. Oh, you have? For a wedding. For a wedding. Was it in August? Were you sweating? It, I forget I forget when it was, but it did rain the one day of the year. And I was like, this is not going to end well for the couple. Or it's good luck. I forget. But, are they um, still together? <laughs> they are, but there have been some rough patches. Anyway. Um, I hope they're listening. <laughs> I listening. I feel like the hometown dates were so strange because the whole point is like you want to see their town and 
it was at some point you're like don't the producers have more budget than to just put like a mural the budget the the creativity they it's just been a lot i feel bad for them because they were stuck in this hot palm springs resort but i was expecting a little bit more especially towards the end like we only have to plan four dates now like let's bring it up I feel like it got worse each date. It did. So let's go in order just to run through them. We had Brendan, who is kind of been a front runner-ish vibe from the beginning. She was like, called him her husband, but then he disappeared, which means like they're not showing him because they don't want us to like get too attached with the Clarendale of it all. That's my analysis. Or do you think it's so they lead us towards someone else and then he kind of is a surprise? Because sometimes Maybe. I feel like if someone's really hitting it off, the editors will not make it as obvious right. so that you might think it could be someone else. But I also don't, I don't know if I see Brendan as like a grown up yet. Like I feel like <laughs> turtlenecks don't do it for you. His, I mean, he loves his personal style and I love that for him and he has beautiful blue eyes and getting a little cousin, like he took it from Nick Vial, like just bring a little girl cousin who loves you. And then people think that you're not as terrible as you are, but I I like Brendan as a person, but I just don't know if he's man a man enough. Ooh, what I think. What was what's his demons? What has he gone through? Because the other guys like went he's shit. he's been divorced too. So two out of four of them have been divorced, and so is Taisha, which is like a whole other level in the back. But I, I feel like, like that's so materialistic. Like I was telling my friend yesterday, Taisha gets all the demons out of these guys. Like this is like the most intense mental health season I feel yet. Mm-hmm. But then Taisha's demon is that she got divorced, and it's like no, no, no. That's the like the umbrella. Like why did you get divorced? Who, what is going on deep down that fucked you up? Like, I want to know that shit about Taisha. And that's why I think I'm having trouble understanding her connections with the guys. Well, did you hear or read that Taisha's ex-husband went on Reality Steve's podcast and like basically tried to like blame his cheating on Taisha? Ew. He, it was like, I got weirdly, I don't even like. Oh, so he cheated. Does she talk about that? She mentions it like very briefly on the show, one of the other episodes. And he like was triggered by her bringing it up on TV. And he went to, re- he went to Reality Steve and said, can I go on your podcast and talk about Tasha?" And Reality oh, yeah. Steve said yes. So then he did this whole interview and he was like, our relation, we weren't intimate anymore. Um, it was like the classic thing. And he was like, I can't believe she's bringing this up on TV. I had to tell my my girlfriend. Yeah. (laughs) I had to tell my girlfriend. Yeah. You should tell your girlfriend. Right. Like you cheated on your wife. On your wife. Oh, now I remember the question you asked me. Yes. I've watched bachelor since 2009, but I'm, I'm on and off. I actually quit. I thought it was very anti-feminist when they put, um, the two girls as the bachelorette. Brent and and Caitlin. Caitlin and and Brit and I just got mad so then I was off for a little and now I'm coming back and why'd you come back because of quarantine um because I wanted to be on this podcast <laughs> yeah that's why um, so actually like chat room Bravo's chat room if you guys enjoy this podcast you'll like Bravo's chat room um they have me as the bachelorette correspondent oh wow that's a big like, I think I did hear that once it's also highly addictive like there's something freeing about not getting into it because mm-hmm. you just save so many hours of your life but when you're watching it it's worth it and that's why you make a job where you have to watch it. Yeah. And I mean, you feel dirty afterwards and like it, it was a waste of time every time because it's never as good as the commercials. However, there's something nice about it. Yeah. The commercials, they really, they, they get me every time. Um, but Brendan specifically, like we said, we saw him dance with his niece. That was nice, I guess. She was um, great. She was such a natural on TV. She was a star. Poor girl was sweating. They were just sweating so much. This episode, like the sweat was distracting. This is the sweating season. Literally. Like, 
One of them almost drowned himself, Zach, in his own sweat. He was like shaking like a dog, you know, when a dog gets wet. And I was like, get a hold of yourself. Does no producer even just have an air fan? Or like a towel? Like no, any- producers, they love that they're like dying of sweat because it makes them look nervous, I think, when they're not. Oh, true. But it was like distract. Although Tasha's face, like she had her face, she looks flawless. Like, oh, I don't know what they do to her, but it's, it's amazing. And her eyelashes are beautiful and they don't even look fake. No, they don't. I really feel like with his hometown, it went kind of as well as you would want it to go. Like his parents were like weirdly okay with it. Yes. Like, how do you think your parents would react? I don't think my parents would handle it very well if I brought them up to this random resort and was like, I'm one of four, but like, I'm totally going to win. Don't worry about it. Your parents would either just play the game, be like, what do you need us to do? Because this is obviously insane, but like, whatever makes you happy. Or my dad will be like, (laughs) like... Yeah, you're dating all these other girls. Or my dad will get competitive and be like, well, Hannah's really good at tennis. Can any of the girls play tennis? I was going to say, if there was a ten- is there a tennis court at La Quinta? Because this could have been your bachelor resort. If <laughs> there actually know. is. I would have ran that shit. I would, like, I'm currently with a man's, but I would have loved to be the bachelorette because I feel like I would have just, like, read all of them and had too much fun being mean to them and then just nice to, like, one of the guys. No, I'd probably be meanest to the one I liked. Do you think you would have been able to, like, because as we saw with Claire earlier this year when she just, like, fell so in love with Dale, which we've never really seen on the show before, do you think you would have a problem dating all of them or do you think you could handle it? I'm such – I'm a loyal Leo, so I feel like once I like someone, I know immediately and I really don't need it. Some girls are good at getting attention from multiple people and, like, enjoying it. It is so hard for me to be witty and funny with just one guy. I mean, more than one guy. No, one guy, it's hard. So, like, for me to continuously, every conversation, bring the funny, bring the present, listen to all these – like, I don't want to listen to their fucking stupid stories. I mean, that's – we'll get to Ben, but, like, you can't form a sentence. So – it is so much work to be the bachelorette, but I would literally just be like, I'm going to give you a rose, mm-hmm. but you cannot wear that turtleneck next time. Is that okay? <laughs> like a, okay a compromise here. Good. Like I would just make fun of them and see them squirm and whoever could make fun of me back, I'd pick. I, that's 100% how it would play out. <laughs> yeah. I would love that. Like they're not mean enough to the guys. And when I say mean, I don't mean like bully. I just mean like be a little like they're also uncomfortable. Like poke at the bear a little. Have some fun. Well, I think because you were mentioning you want to know more about like Tasha's demons and stuff. But I think because these guys have been so open and have a lot to unpack, she's kind of just giving them she's making them all look pretty good because they're all opening up and she's like being, you know, receptive to it. So they everyone's coming out of here looking she like a good person. Quite the politician, though. Like I, I like her, but I, I don't know how I feel about her. Like, I know I don't hate her. I know I don't love her it's more like like the guy she's very good at being political and sometimes i almost feel like the line she says or rehearse i wish she was a little more raw and messy Mm, i think she's a little scared and like wants to come off a type of way but (laughs) bachelor in paradise she was way messier yeah well she was like in love triangles and bachelor in paradise i also think with her maybe part of it is because she had like a shorter season like they didn't extend the filming time for taisha like they just like they still did their normal They're schedule. Like, Here's and- 10 guys. Now it's homecoming next week. Who do you want? Right. So maybe she's like, one, not as actually into these guys as we think because it hasn't been that long. And two, she is probably worried about how she's going to come off because this is her third Bachelor show. Like, you have to think. Like, she, she was obviously on Colton season. Yeah. Then she was on Paradise. And now she's the Bachelorette. So you know how the show works a little bit more now. A hundred percent. But also, it's so funny how <laughs> Bachelor Nation does not give a fuck about, like, the actual science behind love and they're like okay we're cutting this down four weeks but it'll work it's gonna work because you have to believe in the process yeah trust the journey trust the journey make sure are you not here for the right reasons that's why 
Right. You're just a horrible human who couldn't fall in love in five days. I know. I just wish sometimes that she would go on more rants or like say what she's really feeling. I feel like she thinks a lot and like is will be quiet or like short instead of just like bearing it all out there. Yeah, she's like too good at it. Exactly. She's gotten really good playing the game. And I remember in Bachelor in Paradise, she would like talk shit with the girls and she had kind of a sense of humor. She was in the drama a little bit. Yeah, and I'm not seeing that as much from her, but also I I would hate someone saying that about me on a show. <laughs> but I, I am saying, Tasha, you're doing a good job. You're playing it smart. Maybe she decided I'd rather play it safe than be messy and make more headlines. Yeah, I mean, even talking to her, like I've only interviewed her once and it was for like 10 minutes, but I was like, oh, wow, you're just like a nice, normal person who wants to, like, doesn't want to hurt anyone's feelings. And I'm like, that's great for like real life. And she's, I think she's doing a good job, but it's definitely like, I'm a little over it. Like the season has lasted long. And I think that's because maybe she has her guard up a little bit. Like it feels long. She does have her guard up, but she has been great at like putting guys away, which Mm -hmm. we love to watch. And she's been very tough, but I just want to see her have a little more fun. Yeah. Let's talk about Zach C and his attempt to bring New York to Palm Springs. Oh, Jesus. That was like way too much work. He was like, lug this wooden car, probably like two feet to the next thing. And then then stuff your face with carbs and then do it again. Oh, I was joking. I was like, Tasha's from L.A. She's not eating bagels and then a pizza. Also, there were like sprinkles for the bagels and stuff. And like, do you have you ever put a blueberry on a bagel? Well, she's right. There are blueberry bagels and blueberry blueberry, cream cream cheese. cheese, But that was weird. And then that whole back and forth. I'm like, that's the best banter you guys had all day. But I do think she likes Zach because they do have he is a fun like New Yorker personality. Yeah, she literally was like, if I lived in New York with Zach, I don't know, maybe I'd be happy. <laughs> so I also think Tasha, because I actually am friends with John Paul Jones. He was on my podcast. Oh, wow. I feel like Tasha definitely like loves the scene. Okay. And I think that like New York City, like she's, she has big dreams for herself, even though she's like, she's small. T- no, she's from LA. She's but from I LA. Feel like, like New York could be a good place for her to continue because she's like a blogger, right? Yeah. She, so like, like, she used to be, a, um, I don't even know how to say it, but like someone who like drew blood. Like she was like, a, yes. was, like, was, like smart. Oh my God, yeah. And yeah, then and- she was like, COVID, no thank you. I'm going to take photos of my purse. <laughs> and then I'm going to wake up and Claire's going to have somehow quit The Bachelorette and I'm going to be called <laughs> in and my whole life's going to change and I'm going to finally make it to a million Instagram followers. And honestly, I'm just jealous. So I can't She's even like, I'll be able to take some really great photos in New York City. I love New York City. I, I, I also, this is my one issue with The Bachelorette. I have a lot actually, but this is my first... <laughs> top-notch one mm-hmm. i can't give you a full opinion about how i feel on these men unless i know exactly how tall they are and they like to like i looked up Tasha. i think is like five six or five seven so i'll look at her heels but like i need to i can't take in your personality unless i fully understand your height and like i feel like zach is a pipsqueak maybe i always tell people about your tweet do i like him or is he just tall or i like him is it just exposed like brick? bennett yeah bennett He's six three, six four. I could tell. Yeah, but how exactly. annoying was he? So annoying. But the reason she let him come back for a second was because he's six four. So like, when you know that, you can understand her moves more. Um, but yeah, also your my joke about do I like him or does his apartment just have exposed brick? I did that joke in L.A. and no one laughed. And okay. I realized because in Brooklyn, exposed brick is like culture. In yeah. L.A., exposed brick is like this is a crack house. So that makes like, me sad because it's so good. It's so good. Wait, where are you? I'm in Hoboken, New Jersey. Okay, so you get it. Similar vibes. <laughs> Similar vibes. 
Um, his... I go on a lot of tangents. Sorry. No, that's perfect. We love tangents. We love... <laughs> I'm just looking at my notes to be like, I have literally bagel with blueberries. Like nothing, <laughs> nothing important is written down. And I said his um, family right away, they seemed skeptical. Like his brother was the one who tried to ask the question, like, are you, you know, where does he stand with the other guys? And she was so political perfect. She goes, I think I'm falling. Also, are you allowed to say falling in love now? Oh, yeah. They, okay, that's something that's changed a lot in the last decade on The Bachelor. But you can't say you're in love. You could just say falling in love or you become Ben. Right. So, yeah, they used to just, they used to kind of avoid it. Then they really leaned into the falling in love. So then you can take it back. And it's like, I didn't say I was in love with you. I said I could either see myself falling in love with you or I'm falling, which is just a cop out. It's a cop out. But yeah, the whole, you need to do a chart of what people have said. Like, have they said, I am have feelings for you. I really like you. I'm falling for you. I'm falling in love with you. I'm in love with you. And you have to know where each guy is because, you know, we're going to get to it. But Ben didn't say it. But then I'm like, did Brandon say it? That actually sounds like a really good story idea. Maybe I should do that for Matt James season. Yes. I think you should definitely say where all the guys are at because it's very confusing. And I don't think Brand- Brendan said it. I don't know if he said it either. But like they made it like because that other guy didn't say it and he got kicked off. Anyway, Zaxi definitely said it. Yeah, Zaxi doesn't shut up. Yeah, Zaxi, I okay, so it's interesting because overall on social media, which take it for what it is, people are loving this Final Four. They think it's like the greatest Final Four that's ever existed. What? I, I know, I don't really agree, and I feel like a bad Wait, person. What? Because I literally said to my boyfriend yesterday, I was like, I'm so not into any of these guys. I don't think any of them are marriage material. I want to redo. People are loving them. Zaxi and Brendan specifically people are loving and they I think Tasha likes them I think one of them wins I don't know who wins I think I mean, one of them wins. I do think they're like good guys yeah. I do I just like this is the bachelor I feel like Zach C is like every guy that's in a Murray Hill bar like I want a fucking Hercules you want like a bachelor not like a well yeah like yeah. do you think any of those guys could be the bachelor some people say Ben, but I think he needs a little bit more time. Ben has zero for personality. Himself. I'm sick of finding these guys who their personality is that they have issues thinking that their six pack isn't good enough. Like, I'm sorry. Let's talk about Ben. I feel like you're itching to talk about Ben. We'll go back ben. to Ivan. Wait, Let's I talk about Ben. I love that he's, he has like raised awareness for like biodysmorphia and bulimia in men. I'm obsessed with that. Mm-hmm. But I'm just saying like, we don't need that in a bachelor right now. Like a bachelor needs to be a guy who's ready to be married. We're like, he needs to work at himself. And also he, <sighs> poor guy was just too nervous to form a sentence to the point that like the breakup, she, he just couldn't get it out. And she was like, we're done here. We, right. Time is coming. Okay. Time is money. And the Ben, it was so weird because during his conversation with, by the way, crossover alert, the woman from Top Chef, Antonia, that one of his family friends, she's from Top Chef. I was so confused. I walked in. I don't know if this happened to you because you're smarter than me with this stuff, but I walked in and I go, I know that woman. Yeah. And Des was like, what? And I was like, did I go to high school with her? Then I was like, did I get drunk with her at a bar once? Like I literally, you know, when you just know a face mm-hmm. and then my friend texted me, I was like, Top Chef. Yeah, someone texted me too. I had no idea. I don't actually watch Top Chef. It's like the one Bravo like blind I had spot. A, I had a Food Network phase. Oh, she was on that too, right? She was on like yeah. a few shows. Yes. I think she's probably on Chopped and stuff, but she's great. I didn't listen to what she said, but because I was too busy like trying to figure out in my head. Well, she like convinced Ben that he was in love with Tasha, and then Ben like it looked like a light bulb went off. He's like, oh, maybe yeah. this is but like he didn't know what love maybe was supposed to Which be is like. Also annoying that like yeah. you needed a girl to be like, well, do you feel good when you're around her? 
oh my, you're in love. And he's like, I'm in love. He's a puppy. He's a literal puppy who, I mean, he's handsome. He has a tiny mouth, but he's very handsome. See, but- the, I've been on a journey with Ben because he was in the background during Claire's episodes, which most of them were. And then he popped up during Tasha's first episode. I was like, oh my God, he's so cute. And Where has he been really hiding? Pretty. Yeah. Right. And then his shirt started getting like lower and lower. Like his clavicle bone just kept popping out. And I was like, I don't love that for us. Wait, and then, he, doesn't, he does shirtless interviews now. Right. And then he was very, he got naked for no reason during that art date. And I'm just a little confused by him now. Well, that was when game the game changed for Ben. When Ben showed up naked... That was like an extravagant thing that Taisha loved and all of America was just like, we don't need to hear him speak a word for at least six weeks after yeah. that. And, and then he when didn't. It was, he didn't. And when it was his time to speak, he did not bring it. And he said in the beginning of the episode that he doesn't know how to cry. And I was like, oh, he's literally Cameron Diaz in the holiday. Like, it was very bizarre. Yeah, that was so weird. Also, I didn't like that, how Chris Harrison was going around and the guys would do these little monologues on how much they love their family. And I was like, can we stop? I know. And I was thinking if that was me, I would have like a stomachache. Like, who did ABC contact? Like, what if they went rogue and found someone in my family who I didn't want to come because they didn't like have control over it because they're stuck in this resort? Also, like if someone didn't come... Right, like, like Ben's parents didn't come. I know his dad was a doctor, which like thank you for everything you're doing. But like I, I think maybe that's one of the reasons she also sent him home because it's like I didn't even get to meet your parents. Bye. But also, it was like bachelor material that he like wasn't able to say how he felt, and it was so incomplete. But also, the, let's just say the whole like Bennett coming back thing, and then her sending him home, like what? That kind of made me a little turned off from her. It annoyed me because I was just like, why would you do that? Keep him then. Or did the producers just, like, convince you to do that just to, like, add a little drama where they felt there was a dip in drama or something? I guess, but it was really, like, a day later. Like, it didn't add much. I guess they don't know how the episodes are going to cut, but... And then he didn't even have, like, a reaction at the end. He was like, oh, okay. The only part I liked of it was when he did show up and you didn't know who it was. I thought it was JPJ for a second, and I was so excited when you just hear him say, hey, or, like, her ex-husband or something crazy. But then it was Bennett, and I was like, of course it's fucking Bennett. Like, (laughs) go home. And the men's towel was... Not, not it. They're also, well, I thought it was such a missed opportunity not to have Claire and Dale there to have them answer questions about like. Oh my God. Yeah. Why couldn't Claire be there? She tweeted like, I wish they invited me. And I'm like, you didn't get invited to your own show. Oh, Jesus. I think, I think that like first week, because um, Tasha had to quarantine for two weeks before she got there. I think it so, was more like a week, but. for or a week. So like first week i think they were like this is not working out with claire Mm -hmm. and i don't know why they decided they didn't like it but she claire's always been crazy yeah and i hate to call her crazy but she's that's her character like she's always she was the villain before she was annoying she has me blocked on instagram don't worry about it (laughs) yeah so like claire is just all over the place and it's like did they not know that she would be weird I think they knew. I think because everyone's saying like, they didn't plan it. They didn't plan it. And I don't think it was fully planned, but I think they knew by, you know, making Claire. And if you even talked to some of Claire's like friends on this podcast, they were like, you know what you're getting when you pick Claire. Yeah. And so like they shouldn't have been shocked. So maybe they weren't shocked. I think maybe they always had like a backup plan. I don't know if they thought it was going to happen quite the way it did, like night one husband. <laughs> but yeah. I think they knew maybe something but was going to go wrong. I think that a lot of bachelorettes tell the producers like he's the one I like him right they go okay and then they edit it to make it look like it's way more competitive than it is they definitely do so I think it was multiple things but people make it sound like they kicked her out 
Yeah, I think there definitely is like some bad blood there. And it's very weird that they wouldn't even have her like FaceTime in to like say hi to the guys or like check in. Because some of those guys, one of the guys that was there was the guy who like left because he only liked Claire. And they also didn't invite all the guys. So it was a weird group. And literally a couple of them were there that like were Claire kind of storylines like Yosef. Like, why does Yosef here if Claire's not there to talk to him when his all his drama was with Claire? A hundred percent. It was messy. It was weird. I was uncomfortable. But this is COVID times and this is what we deal with. Well, they were also at the resort that Matt James season. He's filming in Pennsylvania or he just finished. And that's where this whole thing went down because that's where Chris Harrison was stuck for all of his fall. So they brought them there. So I don't know if there was like a limit on how many guys they could bring. This was filmed like in November. Wow. Yeah, that's the day. Oh, my God. I'm obsessed. Um, let's talk about Ben and Claire's last conversation. Yeah. Do you think it was a little weird of Tasha? Like, cause I understood what she was saying. Like she wanted validation. Like, why wasn't he upset? It's weird. But like, I thought it was a little kind of strange for her to literally be like, I, I expected more. Like he's supposed to cry. Like it's kind of weird for her to ask for that now. Great question. When you break up with someone, mm-hmm. they can react however the fuck they want to. If they right. want to shut down, if they want to cry, if they want to, I mean, if they curse you out, I feel like you're like, okay, this was a good decision. But like, I've dated a lot of guys where the sec, the life gets out of their eyes and they're not yours anymore and they have to start removing themselves. And that is their choice. I think I said exactly what you said to my boyfriend and his perspective was, okay. <laughs> he's a man. very insightful. He said that, <laughs> No, but he was saying from Tasha's perspective, she's probably been annoyed with this throughout that she's been trying to pull emotion out of him or just words, basic words, connecting words. And this was like the final straw where she's like, I just wanted more from him probably the whole time. Yeah. And I think that he saw potential of him being the guy if he had just fucking stepped up and been way more confident in himself, which is so sad because he's so beautiful and so sweet. Right. I think it just comes down to he wasn't ready to be. I mean, the show like messes with anyone who's on it. I think that's like the one common thing. It's like no one's really ready for it. I don't think reality TV ever anyone's ready for it, let alone this show in like a quick environment where you're like convinced you're in love with someone that you don't even know. But I don't think he was I don't think he was ready to be like open. And then he would say stuff and then he would have to be like, my sister doesn't even know that. So then it's probably running through his head. Like I can only imagine the head game that so right. is going through probably still now that it's airing. I mean, as some kissing on tv is weird like tell me tell me me about what it's like (laughs) no it just it's so like imagine like tonguing in front of your friends i'd rather not but imagine it's like on national television it's fucking weird and you're aware of it so i don't know how these guys even do that so for him to talk about like his bulimia and stuff was incredible job by production and Mm -hmm. producers to get him to that point of vulnerability but then it's like yeah, this guy can't handle his own like feelings plus towards a woman plus towards himself. And I think you're right. I think his wires got crossed and they exploded. It was also just weird, though, that he did say I love you so many times in the like confessionals and with the family friends that why didn't he just say it to her? It didn't make well, any at the sense. the very end, you're like, just say this is sad because I love you. Like, right. this is your moment. This is your moment. And he, who knows? Maybe a producer behind him was like, say it. Yeah. And just was like, hubba, hubba, hubba. But he's in the running for a good batch in paradise and good for him. I talked to Chris Harrison recently mm-hmm. and he told me that or pointed out to me that paradise won't be on until the summer. So that means there's going to be two seasons of the bachelorette and two seasons of the bachelor. So that's four groups of thirsty people trying to get on this beach. So I want them to do a show where they fight to get on paradise, like big brother. And then they get to start dating. I love that. I love that so much. And as a Bravo celebrity, I think, or actually a lot of reality tv people have some animosity towards particularly 
Bachelor Nation because some of these people will literally be on camera for like 13 minutes, like literally have a group date, like two group dates and a one-on-one date and have like 700,000 followers, especially the women. Mm-hmm. We're like, suddenly shows like the fucking challenge and are like sacrificing their bodies and minds for years and they're at like 200,000 followers so there's like a little animosity and jealousy and also you're putting like your whole life out there um but yeah the girls have taken it to another level where it's like we know you're not here for the right reasons mm-hmm. so, i love how that's like not even really a thing anymore no i know goes, he's not here for the right reason it's like what are you here for right like are what are the right reasons yeah, like, what are the reasons? And are you crazy if you show up thinking you're in love with the person? Because that's not really right either. Yeah. Everyone who falls in love, we're like, are you here for the right reasons? Because this is an Instagram show. Right. It just is. <laughs> and even, like, OG Bachelor people and new Bachelor people, I feel like there's a little bit of animosity. Like, they can say there's not. Like, I'm so oh happy I was on the gosh. show when there wasn't social media. But, like, like Melissa Rycroft, who I'm obsessed with, who was the one that Jason dumped to go back with Molly... And she's like, yeah, it was easier because there wasn't like TMZ and stuff. But like, yeah, it's kind of annoying that they all have all these followers for something. I I went through the same heartbreak. Ashley, I, who was like very involved in Bachelor Nation, even told me like, I've done so many shows. I work so fucking hard and I have a million followers. And then a girl will be on three episodes and get a million followers. But she, I will say, is one of the only ones. It it does usually go away. Like they can keep their following. She's worked her butt off. Yeah, she's not going anywhere. She's great, but like she just had to work a lot harder to get where she was, and that's that's our time. That yeah, the been. girls on Peter's season are set for life. That was <laughs> the one that was on this uh, this uh, went last winter. Like those girls are all like twenty something, and they they've been spotted out with freaking like NFL quarterbacks or like it's old insane. bachelor people. They're set, insane. But also a lot of them are um, a lot of them are dealing. They we don't know if they're. Sure how happy they are in real life versus the followers because we know the editing is out of control of everything but what i think would make bachelor better is because there's an inauthenticity to the season i think where like these guys were picked for claire and then they so easily just work for taisha like i kind of hate that i'm a big fan of mtv's are you the one oh okay have you ever watched? I have watched it. I watched like the first season and then it's just like I can only watch so much television. I totally understand that because I can't imagine how much you have to keep up with. But Are You the One is so interesting because they do whatever their tests are to find like compatibility and it's like mm-hmm. 10 guys, 10 girls, and there's one person who is your perfect match. Right. So, like, what if The Bachelor picked a person and then literally did all these compatibility? tests with their Rolodex of all the hot people they have and literally like we picked 25 of your perfect matches in all types of ways of compatibility like that's fucking interesting to me and oh these are a bunch of like hot people that are relevant for today and it gets in your head because on are you the one i feel like they're always like and like on married at first sight that show it's set up by experts too so they're always like i have to trust the experts so the the lead is like well the experts know that one of these people is my my man so you're like in your head like i'm broken if i can't pick from one of the perfect people for me yeah, like that'll make it even quicker that the Bachelorette or Bachelor gets obsessed with people because they're yeah. not just like, hey, I'm going to be famous next year. Do you want to date me? It's more like, hey, like something about me is right for you and let's see what you like. I don't, it, I, is it that hard for them to hire an expert? I mean, they haven't used their production money this year. That's, there's that's definitely budget. something safe. Yeah, there's definitely a budget somewhere. Or get Chris Harrison some like fake certified training where now okay. he's an expert. <laughs> I love Chris Harrison. Like, I'm oh, obsessed with him. He has the best job. I love Let's Chris talk Harrison. about Ivan, because we didn't talk about him yet. Oh, yeah. Ivan, which is so funny, because he sounds like a villain in James Bond. 
um his name (laughs) but he's not he's like an adorable filipino black guy he's my favorite he is adorable but is he too adorable he definitely isn't in love with her. He's used the word like several times. So he's like the classic case of if the show went on long. I think Ivan and Tasha, if they met at a bar or in a normal situation, would have had a great long lasting relationship. But because they met on The Bachelor, it's not going to work. I just haven't seen. They have like a great sexual tension. She laughs so much around him. But like, I want to see what I. they need to get in a fight. Like one date has to be a fight. Oh, how are they going to make them as fight? someone like they have to. I mean, that's what they pay the producers the big bucks for. But there has to be like a drama where they have to see because, you know, people turn when they fight and like you have to see if you're compatible in fighting. Like you have to be good at fighting to be in a relationship. And I don't mean good as in like win the fights, like good at being like, OK, we're fighting. Are we good at fighting together to move on fast? So I can't see Ivan fighting. <laughs> yeah, I agree with that. He seems like just like a level headed, normal human, which the other and thing that drives tough. me that nuts about Brendan, people like him, but he's very like monotone, like his voice never changes. And I'm always like, I don't know if I trust you because you're not sh- giving me anything like it drives yeah. me nuts. But then he's like dancing with his niece and seems like happy go lucky. I'm like, OK, so maybe it's just like the show. He's trying to like be serious. Yeah, I think Brendan's definitely more silly and fun. Like when he was dancing, it was actually like very hot when he oh, was you like think? letting himself. Well, he was just, the like, other way around. I thought like he was letting himself loose, which is hot to me. Like, it was nice guy, to see that side. Yeah, I wouldn't say I, I was like, oh, I want you to do those moves before you in the bedroom. But um, Ivan is so sweet. But what was hilarious was when his brother came, which is new to Bachelor Nation to have. It seemed like he just walked out of the jail. Like right. we were like, he break out, break out of jail. Like, should we check on that? And then Tasha was so awkwardly like, I've heard a lot about you. And he was like, he told you all the bad. Things, <laughs> yeah, like, right? what do you know? <laughs> He's like, no. And he's like, because I've done some bad shit. And she's like, what? And he's like, just staring at her. And I was like, can we end this? Because I feel awkward. Also, he's like, like, no, you said you're amazing. You're an angel. He could never, Ivan could have never been sent home because of that like moment. Like you can't reunite the guy with his brother and have that emotional thing. That's how you secure the rose. Like, honestly, it's just one-on-one bachelor. A hundred percent. I love all the like unwritten rules and I love explaining it to my boyfriend because he's new to it. And what was so fun, Sarah, is that like when you watch it, you know how it's going to play out, but you still have to watch it play out. Like when it was the when she was doing it, I literally was like, okay. so first she's going to pick Ivan because she has to has to. And then I was like, she needs to have Ben in the last two because he's all nervous right now. And Brendan also is nervous. So they're, so the next guy is going to be Zach. And she picked Zach. And Des was like, are you kidding me? And then I was like, I actually was surprised by the ending. You were? You thought she was going to keep Ben? Yeah, because I, I hadn't watched too much of her and Brendan. Mm. He's been, like I said. No, because he's, he's just, a favorite. He, he's been the one that, like, she had the thing with and then they've been hiding him. Because I think to try to, like, make it. So I thought he was going to win, honestly, this whole time. But after this, I think it's Zach C now. Yeah. I mean, Zach C is the most, like, uh, the most personality to me. Okay. He's also the oldest. He's 37. Yeah. He's, you know, the I think uh, rehab needs, person. I'm at the point, because I feel similar to Tayshia that I am, like, alpha type A woman, and I think she is too. And you need someone to put you in your, you in your place sometimes. And I don't know if Ivan or Brendan can with her. I feel that. I feel that. I think... 
it's also just to me so obvious that like if we look at Tasha's dating history, even like her college boyfriend who ended up being her husband, Colton, JPJ, Brendan, Zach, like she likes kind of like a nerdy white guy who, you know, is like not like safe, but like. I don't know, just like a classic, normal, good dude. Well, I like she, Ben was so physically your type. Like, she likes a waspy-looking man. Yeah, but I don't think he's almost too pretty. Yeah, I know. Because, I mean, JPJ was the preppiest motherfucker on the planet. So that's why, yeah. like, I thought that she would be into, bre- um, sorry, ben. ben, because he has, like, his little nose and blue eyes. But also, Zach is cute. Like, he has puppy dog eyes. But I, I don't know. He looks 5'9 to me. I wonder. I now I need now my new journalism goal for the rest of the week. Like, you know what people do the contestants. Like I need a height next to it. Like Hinge. Anyone? Can you do that for me? Yeah, I, I feel like it's weird that they don't. Because then maybe because if they did tell you, then you'd know who's gonna win. Probably your your say, flawless system. Which like, when do we watch Love Is Blind? Like it was adorable, but notice the one couple that didn't work out was Mark, Mark. and Jessica. <laughs> Mark is short. Like love is blind unless the guy is short. Or like when he came out of the pod and it was so awkward because you knew she was disappointed that he was short. And guys, like I know you're like, oh, Hannah's being a bitch. Like she's being heightest. This is my own opinion of my own insecurities because I like to feel dainty when I sometimes feel masculine. So this is just my own thing. Like guys are allowed to say they like girls with big tits. I like guys who are tall. So let's move on. No, and I've actually always wanted to bring this up to you because I know you've always said this, but I also mm-hmm. think it's so cool, like like Sophie Turner and Joe Jonas, Nicole Kidman and Keith Urban. Like, there's something hot to me about them being secure enough that the girl is tall and, like, badass. You know what I mean? See, I don't have that kind of confidence in myself, as in... Well, I don't either, but I think it's cool that they well, do. I mean, like, I talked... Paige wants to be with a guy who she is way hotter than. We're like, I, I love being with men who are so much hotter than me. Like, I like male models. I like huge athletes. I regret it because there's always, you know, deeper shit with that. Like, really good looking guys are seriously fucked up. Um, but I like being the homely one in the relationship. Okay. And so maybe that's why. I, yeah, it, I don't even know if it's I don't have the confidence to be with a short guy. But like, I just want you to pick me up. And I'm I, I have I have a lot of muscle. I'm. I'm a solid 150. So like I need a man who can put me over his shoulders and, and take me to like get snacks. Wait, I was speaking of the lift up. Zach C was the only one who got the run and jump toddler sign. Like, like <laughs> so, so he probably wins too. That's probably a sign he wins because he got that even in the COVID. Definitely works out. And also I do, I do have to say, I love dating a sober addict. Really? I've dated maybe four in my life. Because you date a lot of comedians. Yes. (laughs) I'm currently, the guy I'm with is sober since he was like 19. And they're great to date because they have this like zest for life. Like they, when they get, they have an addictive personality. So like when they get addicted to you, it's so fucking hot. But they also have that self-control of like, they don't care about partying and they, they are removed from it. So like they, in the morning, it's never a mess or like you're never embarrassed to bring around your friends. I love a mature, sober man. But how does dating a mature sober man work when your job is to get drunk on television? <laughs> Hannah? Tune in to find out. Tune in to Summer House February 4th <laughs> to find out. Because <laughs> that's a bigger question. That is what people don't know about me is I actually am the worst drinker on Summer House. Really? I'm not good at – people don't know it's about me. Like, I will do stand-up comedy shows and people will give me cocaine after the show be like, we're going – I'm – I love eating – I'm Italian. I love eating. I will eat anyone under the table. When it comes to alcohol, I'm not that good at drinking. I can black out like the rest of the people, but I just don't like it. Like, and I can be very 
silly and fun. Like people think I'm drunk when I'm not. Okay. And I can't smoke weed because it makes me cry. Wow. I'm actually, I'm quite like, the more I'm you know, sober. Like I, during the winter, I detox and then I have fun on Summer House. It's your six week binge. Exactly. <laughs> I release all my tension for the year. How much Lover Boy do you drink this season on Summer House? A lot, a lot. Um, but it's, it's important to like have a mix so you don't like hate it. Yeah, because I'm sure it's it's readily available to you. <laughs> it is exactly. Well, you can rotate flavors, um, but I'm pretty much I like vodka pineapple. That's like my go-to. Oh, okay. The pineapple but... makes it like a little fun. Like, yeah, you can drink that like, all day. And and yeah, and it softens the vodka taste. I'm not. I can't do the whole like just vodka on ice or like tequila on ice. Some of my friends who are true savages do that. Well, before I let you go, I have a few things to ask you, including let's make fantasy suite predictions. We have three guys left, Zach C, Ivan, and Brendan. Who do you think she sleeps with? Okay, she definitely sleeps with Zach because Zach in the in the trailer was like, oh, so fucking good. And you were like, ugh. It was actually, I had like a reaction. I was like, oh, oh, my God. But, that, but that's huge. Like the sex is huge. But also as a, it's funny, I would... I would feel so weird being like, okay, let's compare dick games. Or do you think you could do the back to back to back? Like, it's kind of a weird concept. The more it's like, it's so weird because well, I'm a very monogamous person and it's all, it's even more so like, it's hard to get naked in front of one guy, Mm -hmm. but like imagine like that reveal with three guys, like especially these three guys are still living at this resort together. So they can talk afterwards. Usually this is when they split them up and they don't see each other again after the hometowns. That's what's weird and people don't talk about it enough. Like, they'll, like, slut shame girls, but I want to be like, what's it actually like? Like, because sex is emotional and the physical, like, it, it's really intense. And I could see, like, the first time having a sex with a guy is super intense. So to make it three guys is, like, I don't know if I could handle that. A lot um, of times they don't sleep. They say they don't sleep with all of them, and I do believe them. But I at the same time, it. it's like, if you're the guy who doesn't sleep with in the fantasy suite, do you know you're going home? Or is it like, oh, I don't know. Like, it's just the head games going on. I feel on like you have to sleep with two. You think two out of three? Yeah. And I feel like... Nick Vial always maintains to me that he only slept with Vanessa because he knew Vanessa would never get over it and he knew he was going to pick her and propose. And I'm like, I don't know if I believe you, Nick Vial, but he always tells me that every time I talk to him. That she would ne- never get over his dick? No, like if she, he, if she if he slept with Raven and the other girls, she would never like oh. forgive him. So like he wanted them to have a chance in the real world, which is an interesting concept because I also think Tasha's relationships... She's been so kind of like she's been giving them all a fair chance, which is what you're supposed to do as the Bachelorette. But then it backfires when you watch the show with the person you picked, and they're so like, "Oh, you, you said that to me." After and not, but just like insinuate, like we had fun last night. Yeah, and they kind of the editors also choose their own adventure and decide if yeah. they're gonna like make it seem like that. So you never really yeah. know. But like I remember well, Andy like, Dorfman. Did he get a dick sucked? I, I don't know. These are the questions we have to ask Nick. These are the questions. <laughs> Next time I'll go more specific. But yeah. like Andy Dorfman, for example, Josh Murray, who ended up being a monster, but allegedly, but he never forgave her. Like he was still slut shaming her for sleeping with Nick in her fantasy suite for like the, all their entire engagement. Yeah, that's like Taylor and, right. and Sean. Sean broke up. Right. Is, also Nick's fault. <laughs> also Nick's fault. Nick is behind everything, um, which we knew from se- the first season we saw him. I love Nick. That's why I'm talking I, yeah, about Me him. too. Me too. Um, friend of the podcast. Friend of the pod. He's been on Burning Hell. We love Nick. But I do... Uh, <laughs> my friend Blakely Thornton was talking about it. It's like, Sean, if you're going to be that upset that you're up with someone else, you have weak hip game. Like your dick game is weak and you need to work on your own dick because clearly you're just insecure about your dick game. 
Because that's it is a thing though. Because that's the, it's, it's the like point you of the show. Involved, you're like, I would be flattered being like, I fucked you both, and you were the better fuck. But at the same time, it's insane, and like I can't imagine doing that. So I don't know what the answer is. I don't know if you should sleep with all of them or not. Great question. Great question. I feel like what would I do? I feel like. I could see myself liking multiple guys, but you know who you could be lustful for multiple guys, but you know who you actually feel comfortable and secure and can see long term with. Um, I think by the final three, like you kind of know. Yeah, I think you do, too. But then it's like you had Hannah Brown who didn't sleep with Tyler Cameron in some way, somehow, and then picked Jed and that whole thing fell apart. And I would just always wonder. And then she like slept with Peter four times in the windmill and he went home right after. So it's like very confusing. Yeah, very confusing. Now, also, Summer House, as you know, February 4th. I'm so excited. It's replacing the Vanderpump shaped hole in my heart. The Vanderpump Rules shaped hole in my heart. Um, I feel like you guys probably get that a lot. What, based on the trailer, are you most excited to watch playback? And what are you dreading to watch playback? If you can tell I'm, I'm excited to see a season where I feel like I really um, stood up for myself. Where I think in past seasons, I let a lot kind of just like happen. But like when you're stuck in a house with people, you have to show like you have to have more of a backbone or they're just going to walk all over you. So I'm interested to see. And like people might not like that side to me, but I basically was like, I'm not going to get bullied. So we had we had tennis, Hannah. We had Luke, Hannah, and now we're getting Stand Up For Yourself, Hannah. So we can compare all three. Yes. I mean, one thing that I definitely bring to the table is like I'm always growing and pretty self-aware that like like naturally you're gonna grow from when you're 26 to 29 I think it's just you're gonna see like more of a grown-up Hannah who like has lower tolerance for people's shit I'm so excited is there anything that like is there something in the back of your mind that you know like that episode's gonna suck to watch there's a couple fights I get into that I'm like I don't because I you don't see yourself being angry so I'm interested to see what I'm like being angry and how scary I am I'm most intrigued by the Luke Lindsay situation and Paige and Carl's like reunited flirtation that is blowing my mind because I was like, what's happening here? <laughs> Which I'm sure I'll get to yeah. talk to both of them maybe about that in a few weeks as this thing gets closer, but I'm confused by A hundred percent. Wow. Hannah, I could talk to you forever. I could talk about these Bachelor people forever. You're the best. Um, if you watch Matt James' season, you can come back and we can flip the script and talk shit about those people. <laughs> Hell yes. Thank you so much for having me. Wow. Thank you, Hannah. That was a lot to unpack there. We, we talked Summer House. We talked Bachelor. But I can't let you guys go without hearing my chat with Blake Moynes, who obviously Tasha eliminated right before the hometown dates. And he was pretty candid about his feelings for her and his feelings for Claire and Dale and how he feels about that whole situation. So here's my chat with Blake Moynes. How are you, Blake? I'm really good. How are you? I am great. I'm so excited to talk to you about your now infamous one-on-one. <laughs> so you finally yeah. get one-on-one this week. Was it as awkward as it looked for all of us watching at home? <laughs> awkward in what, like, what parts? Because yes, there was some things on the date where I was definitely uncomfortable because it wasn't the type of date for me. But uh, I bought it because it was something that Tasha was super into. And so, you know, I think if you're trying to get to understand somebody and know somebody better. You got to follow and dive into their interests and their passions. And she was into that. So I dove in and I was awkward in some spots for sure, but uh, I was all there for her. So it was all, it was okay in the end. 
Um, a common theme this season, you know, has been some nudity in Palm Springs. You have been on a lot of those dates. Overall, where do you stand on that? It's, you know, it's been kind of controversial. People have different opinions. Yeah. Were you comfortable? Were you over it? Like, how do you feel about that? Yeah, I think, you know, I think you look back at all the episodes that I've been up until this point. I'm very loose, relaxed. I don't care. I'm very lighthearted. Uh, you live once. Don't take things too seriously. And so me being nude and just going with the, with the flow was very okay with me. At the same time, too, like I grew up, uh, you know, playing hockey. So you know, the guys were very just open and... Um, it wasn't a bother. Like it was, didn't, it felt weird because it was on national TV, but like being around people naked really wasn't a big thing for me. It sucked the way that it happened. And that was like, and then we didn't get to see Claire, especially on that dodgeball day. We didn't get to see Claire that I, well, I did. I uh, wasn't supposed to, but it's just the way that it happened hit a little harder, but I was okay with the whole nudity thing. I mean, I'm just, I'm, I'm good with myself. So I was okay with it. There was no nerves when you were, you know, at this resort just stripping every other week. <laughs> Yeah, you know, it, it became a common theme. So I just went into dates just thinking like, I'm probably gonna be naked today. And I'm okay with that now. Amazing. Um, well, also with Tasha specifically, you know, we saw a very emotional reaction for her when she did say goodbye to you. But and you were, were you blindsided during the date? Did you know she wasn't necessarily feeling it? Like, take me back to what you were thinking then. That was the last one on one uh, that she was going to give to anybody. And so I knew there was a lot of pressure. Um, she didn't want to give it to a, another guy for a second one-on-one. So I was like, okay, this is everything that I've been looking for. It's coming late, but I got to make the most of what this is. And I went in a little hesitant because I was like, oh, we haven't connected the way that she has with other guys, but maybe I can make my mark here. And so I had to be optimistic and I had to think like, listen, this is where I can turn around. I went in, the date went really well. I thought the date went super well. And, um, when it got to the end, I just didn't really see it coming because, we talked about serious things and it felt like the connection was coming. I felt like she was going to take a risk on me and give me the more time that I needed. I think she would have hit it off with my parents. If, if she made it to hometowns, I really think that would have made a staple and it would have like propelled us even more in a way, but she didn't take the risk. I understand why she didn't take the risk in a, in a situation like this. It's hard to do that. It's hard to throw away a connection you're stronger with on a whim in a way to, to risk it with somebody else. So um, it sucked, but I understood it. Was there something that the audience didn't see between you guys that you felt? Because for us, I feel like you definitely had a connection with Claire, but with Tasha, it wasn't necessarily as like shown, but you guys were clearly both really upset to see each other go. So what did, what did we not see between you guys? Yeah, this, this comes up a lot. Um, the connection, the connection was very slow. The connection was very slow, but every time that we make a step, I think I opened her eyes more and more and more. Um, and I think you saw that a couple of times, like every time I talk to Blake, he shows a different side of him and like, and, and that's what happened. It just, I think she had her guard up, just like she said, the men tell all where, you know, I walked in with a red flag over my head night one. Um, you know, how am I supposed to connect with a guy in this short time frame when he's, ar he's already telling me that he just had a connection with somebody else and he needs more time. There isn't enough to start with. So, you know, it was tough because I felt like if she truly, if it was Tasha from the beginning, I think my story would have been a little bit different. Um, it was tough because I felt like it's even the motion. Like I could feel it. Like she could see something there and it was like so frustrating to get in the limo and be like, there's something here, but you're just not letting it, letting it happen. And that was the most unfortunate. So when you got home, you know, cause the show, obviously it's emotional. You've, you've been in this resort for a while. You've made it pretty far. You went through two different bachelorettes and stuff. 
how quickly did you kind of start to get over Tasha? Are you over Tasha? Did you get the closure you needed? Like, where are you now? Yeah. So right when I first got back, I was, I was really annoyed. Um, not like annoyed, frustrated. I was frustrated because, and it sucks because the connection that we had came on like the last day I was there. So it was so fresh. So like, I felt like we made such a stride and it was like shut down, but I still was hanging on to that day. Um, just because we blamed it on time. I wish she just would have said, you're not the one for me. There's other connections here. I don't see us being a thing. Um, instead it was like, we ran out of time. The connection came too late. And so, yeah, I got home and I was like thinking about like, what ifs, the potential, imagine, um, you know, and I, and I had little gifts from our dates because of those crystals from our, our date and some other things along the way, I made a bucket list for her and things that, um, I have on my dresser and now I've put them and tucked them away because. I just don't want to think about it anymore, but yeah, you just naturally think about the what ifs and you're always going to until you get closure. And I, you know, that's why I asked the questions I kind of did at the mental all. And I wanted her to kind of give me the answer of you're not the one for me. It wasn't just time. I didn't really fully get that. Um, but you know, I've, I've moved past it now. Um, I think she's happy where she's at and, uh, you know, things play out the way they should. And I, I'll believe in that. Do you feel like you ever got closure with Claire? Yes. Yeah, I do. Um, because it ended so abruptly, it was easy to just be like, okay, fair enough. That's, you know, if it's if that easy for you to say, see ya, like I've been, you know, it's, it's easy for me to be like, well, I'm not wasting another thought on this. Right. And, um, that's not in, in a mean way at all. Um, things happened the way they did. She fell in love hard and, you know, she broke it off. Like, too bad for us. That, that is what it is. It's unfortunate, but that those things happen. I didn't see it happen the way that it did. And I was shocked. Obviously you guys saw that, but um, yeah, I got closure. I got closure too, because I, you know, I just reached out to, and, and, and said to her, listen, you know, I know that through that episode, it looked like I was like so against you guys, but at that time I had no idea that you guys hit it off the way you did. And now I'm watching it back and like, I look like an idiot because <laughs> I just thought there was no way. And you know, they're making it very clear that there is a way. And um, I'm super happy for them because it looks like they're really taking off. So watching the show back, one, what has surprised you the most? And two, who do you think Tasha has the strongest connection with? Who do you see her ending up with? Who do I think she ends up with? Well, I, you know, I felt like going into the final four, she really liked Brendan the most. But did Brendan make the most sense for her? I don't know. Um, Zach seemed the most like there for the fully right thing. Um, the most of a man didn't really have an Instagram presence at all. Like he just seemed like he was truly there for the right thing. Very life experienced, like a man. Every time you talked to him, you felt like you were learning something and you're, you always, every time Zach spoke, it was a completely different perspective from like such a mature viewpoint i got that from a lot of the guys too but every time zach spoke it wasn't all the time but when he did it was meaningful and it was like okay just learn something that's that's a life experience man talking and i think that's that's those are the types of things that Tasha also really liked about him i see him potentially being the pick in the end oh great okay i just have a few quick rapid fire questions that you can expand or not expand on we'll see how many we get through before you have to go um first best and worst part about living at la quinta inn and resort 
<laughs> best and worst. Uh, best was that I got to eat uh, regular sun chips every day because we don't get that in Canada. So I would take advantage of regular sun chips. We only get harvest cheddar here, I think. And so I love that. Unlimited sun chips all day. The worst is I literally profusely sweat all day, every day. I'm from Canada. I'm like a polar bear that you just place in the desert. Not cool. So that whole thing for me was a transition and I still never got used to it by the end. Got it. Okay. Team Noah or Team Bennett? We saw you kind of trying to get involved with the men tell all, but you, you know, it was, it's very controversial. Yeah. 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 I mean, it's, it's, it's wasn't something I was fully involved with. So it's hard to like come in and be passionate about something that you don't really care that much about. Uh, Definitely. I would say Team Noah in the end just seemed a little bit more uh, raw and real to me on his side of things. And I don't relate to Bennett so much. So I'll stick to Noah's side. Scale of one to 10. How surprised were you when Claire left with Dale? Oh, 10, 11, 12. I was, I was shocked. You saw me. I was distraught. I was literally like, what is going on? Like, I couldn't believe it because time frame, like it just, it just nothing made sense to me. Now it does. But at the time I was literally shook. Like I was distraught. I was, I started stress balling in the shower because I didn't know what the heck was going on. And you obviously said, you mentioned you, you've spoken to her. And so you, how do you feel about the way they are now? Do you think they're going to make it? Like, are you rooting for them? They look like they're absolutely crushing it. So, you know, if I'm basing it just off of that, then, you know, I think they're going to, to make it. They connected hard. Basically, you saw it on the show too. I didn't know that. And it all makes sense now. And um, the thing is, she deserves it. So I do believe, and, and, and you got to believe in it uh, with them. He's a, he's a really good dude, and he's living up to everything right now. And uh, he's proving a lot of people wrong. And at the beginning, he was proving me wrong too. And now uh, I'm fully on their side and hoping, uh, hoping for the best for them. And my last question before I let you go, any regrets and will we see, do you want to be on a beach in paradise? It's a two-parter. Uh, regrets? I don't think so. I mean, I really showed myself in some ways are a little risky sometimes. Could I maybe have chosen a different sculpture? Maybe, but um, no, I, you know, I, <laughs> I went with my God and everything. I was fully myself in every single situation, whether you thought it was weird or not, I was fully me. So I'll never regret anything. Um, will you see me on the beach? Potentially. If, if I'm single by that time, which could be a long uh, way from, from now. Yeah, maybe, but I'm looking for somebody. So if I find that someone before the beach, um, unfortunately you won't see me there, but uh, I guess we'll have to wait and see. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. It's been fun to get to know you. And I, I have a feeling we're, we're going to see you again. <laughs> oh yeah. You think so, right? <laughs> All right. All right. Well, thank Bye, you. Guys, have a good one. Thank you to Hannah. Thank you to Blake. Thank you to Taisha for bringing it this season. There is still two more episodes left. So we will be back next week to break down the finale, figure out what the heck is going to happen next. And then, of course, Matt James season starts in January. There's so much to unpack. So I want to thank you for listening to another week of Here for the Right Reasons. Don't forget to like, subscribe, share, leave a five-star review on iTunes, and come back next week. Look around. You can find cars like these on Auto Trader, like that car riding right your tail. Or if you're tailgating right now, all those cars doubling as kitchens and living rooms are on Auto Trader too. Are you working out and listening to this ad at the same time? Well, multitasking pro, cars like the ones in the gym parking lot are for sale on Auto Trader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on Auto Trader. Just you wait. Auto Trader.